Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Good morning. It's Thursday, September 2nd. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm so jacked up. Awesome slate of Thursday night football tonight. And uh, we're going to be talking with Patrick Murphy here in a second about the biggest game of the night, in my opinion, Ohio State at Minnesota, breaking in a new starting quarterback in C.J. Stroud and a ton of true freshmen who are going to make an impact this fall. That 2021 Ohio State recruiting class was absurd. Uh, number two in the, in the nation. It would have been number one, but the Alabama 2021 recruiting class was literally the best of all time as far as 24-7 sports composite points go. Going to be playmakers all over the field to watch. That doesn't even include Quinn Ewers, who Patrick tells us is fourth string, at least at the time of recording. The, the travel roster had not come out yet, so we'll see. But that, that's certainly an interesting dynamic to watch, and, and we'll, we'll be talking to him about Quinn and, and the rest of the freshmen in Ohio State's class. I'm going to quickly just run through tonight's games so you can know like what's going on. I think these times are uh, yeah, these times are Central. Uh, I, I like Central time. That's where I live. At Temple at Rutgers, 5:30. PM. Rutgers is a 14-point favorite. Sellout crowd for Greg Schiano. Six o'clock Central. Boise State at UCF. Gus Malzahn makes his debut against Andy Avalos. And that's an interesting matchup between those two coaches because don't forget that big Auburn win two years ago. The uh, Smoke and Mirrors Auburn win against Oregon. Uh, Avalos was the defensive coordinator there against Gus Malzahn and his Auburn Tigers. Central Florida is a five-point favorite. 6.30 p.m. East Carolina versus Appalachian State. App State's a 10-point favorite. South Florida at NC State. NC State's an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. South Florida is still undergoing that really big rebuild under Jeff Scott. And NC State has some pretty high expectations this year with the return of quarterback Devin Leary. Ohio State at Minnesota. We're going to preview very in-depth here in a minute. Ohio State is a 14-point favorite. Got them covering. Not that you care. And then Bowling Green at Tennessee. New Tennessee Vols head coach Josh Heidt. New quarterback Joe Milton. Bowling Green is just really dreadful. They're a horrible football team. Tennessee is a 35-point favorite. So whatever you think about Tennessee and, and how bad they have been the last few years and the fact that they lost in their opener a few years ago to the G5 team, Bowling Green is not good. So I don't know. That's probably a good point spread. Anyway, excited for tonight's football just beyond words almost. And uh, here's Patrick Murphy. Okay. Patrick Murphy joins us right now, previewing tonight's big game with an an angle I think vibes well with the 24-7 sports ethos. I want to know the freshmen that are going to impress us tonight. Patrick, I want to know, like, I think we all remember the J.K. Dobbins breakout game against Indiana. 
There are so many good players on Ohio State's roster, so many good, talented upperclassmen players, you know, who are going to ball out tonight. But there's also going to be a few guys, I think, who are going to pop. Travion Henderson, and maybe one of the receivers, one of the defensive ends. Uh, maybe Quinn Ewers gets in the game. Give me the lay of the land. Actually, no, before we do that, tell me why I don't have a depth chart to look at. Yeah, there's a good question. Uh, and I wish I had a depth chart to look at because that would make everything a lot easier. Uh, that's been a big Ryan Day thing. Well, a big, it's been a Ryan Day thing since he got here at Ohio State. You know, Urban Meyer used to do, they used to do a depth chart weekly. And now Ohio State just puts out a status report with guys that are either unavailable or questionable the day before the game. So yeah, it's made it uh, a bit more guesswork on our part. But, you know, I think he just thinks... You know, we don't have to do it, so why do it? Um, obviously, in the NFL, they put out depth charts. Ryan Day was a part of that, but maybe it was just something he didn't like. I don't know. I've never gotten a good answer about why they don't do it. Yeah, it's uh, it, I, it makes it a little bit more difficult to do this. I know right now, as we're recording, you, you're working on your projections, so I'm sure that'll be good. Which, which freshman from that excellent 2020 recruiting class do you think plays the most tonight, gets the most chances to impress, or maybe you, you might have a few to give me? Yeah, well, you touched on a couple in your your opening statement there. And you mentioned J.K. Dobbins. Travion Henderson is a guy who I think is going to have a big role on this team at some point in the year. You know, I know they really like Master Teague, who's a fourth-year junior, um, and they really like Mayan Williams, who's entering his second year. But I've talked to a few people that have brought up Travion Henderson and just what he's looked like in fall camp. You know, a guy who enrolled early, you know, did some good things in spring, but was still kind of settling in. Didn't do much in the spring game as it was very much a quarterback exhibition. But at this fall camp, he's really popped. And, you know, I definitely expect him to play tonight. And I think as the season goes on, you're going to see more and more of him. I had one person tell me who had access to some practices that he looked better than J.K. Dobbins at this point in J.K. Dobbins' career. So J.K. Dobbins benefited from, you know, starting right away because of the way the the roster and injuries and stuff were. And, and I don't think that'll happen for Travion Henderson out of the gates, but he's definitely going to see the field. Ryan Day, you know, admitted as much the other day. So we're, we're going to see Travion Henderson in the, this game against Minnesota. And I think that'll just increase throughout the year. Real quick on Travion, Pat, like he was the, the highest ranked running back in our rankings yeah. since uh, Najee. Uh, do you think, and maybe this is rude to Master Teague and Mayan Williams, but like with, with Justin Fields moving on and CJ Stroud, good athlete, not going to be the runner though, that Justin was, maybe he proves me wrong. I would argue that now is the time to put in the the more explosive of, of the run. Like that's why Travion's going to, I I would hope be the the workhorse by the end of the season because he's just more explosive. I mean, again, no offense to Master Teague, but like I've seen that. We saw what happened when J.K. Dobbins went out in the 2019 Fiesta Bowl. Master Teague just like didn't give them any pop. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think Buckeye Nation uh, is on that exact same page. I do think that especially in this early game, you know, going on the road against a Big Ten opponent. I think they want guys in there early on that they trust, especially with a freshman quarterback, redshirt freshman quarterback, technically. So I think that is why you'll see, especially Master Teague, you know, and, and he does give some some things, you know, you saw that against Alabama to some degree. And this was a guy who came off an Achilles injury two springs ago. So, you know, I don't know if he was ever really full go last year. But you're right. He's not the most explosive athlete. He's more of a between the tackles, one cut kind of guy. Mayan Williams gives you a little bit of that too. That you know, his nickname coming out of high school is Meatball, which is a nickname <laughs> he doesn't like, but uh, you know, is fitting for his his stature. But yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about how good Travion Henderson is. What he can do, you mentioned it. He was the number one running back in the country coming out of high school last year, and there was a reason for that. Now he's got to hold on to the ball. He's he's got to be 
able to pass protect that, you know, they're really big on all that stuff. And I think that's the stuff that he's got to prove he can do to get more and more time. But I think you're right. I think by the end of the season, it, it could very well be, you know, his show with the other guys kind of complimenting him. You were headed over to the defensive side of the football. Were you going to name one of the, the two top five recruits who just happened to be defensive ends? I was going to name both of them, actually. JT uh, Tuomulau and uh, Jack Sawyer, uh, I think, I know, um, are, are part of the plans for, for this defensive end rotation. Um, you've got uh, Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, Javante Jean-Baptiste. You know, they just more or less ruled Tyler Friday, who suffered an ACL injury right before fall camp out for the year. So, um, you know, these, these two freshmen have a big opportunity and both have looked good. You know, Jack Sawyer enrolled in the, in the, in early. So he was here in spring, he had three sacks in the spring game playing touch football, but still impressive. And, and JT Tuomulau, obviously when, when he committed to Ohio state on the 4th of July, he, he got back, he got here as soon as he could from what we saw of fall camp just looks natural. I mean, real natural moving for his size. It's, it's just impressive. Um, and, and the little bit we did get to see of these guys actually, you know, rushing the passer as much as you do against a you know, quarterbacks that you don't want to get hit. They, they both look like they've got it. Um, and Larry Johnson, the defensive line coach at Ohio State, has already praised them. You know, he's, he's not one to talk too much about young players. He wants to kind of see it first, but you can tell that, that he thinks as highly of these guys as he did a, a Chase Young, a Nick Bosa, even a Joey Bosa, those type of guys. You know, that's, that's high praise to put on them at an early point, but, you know, that's the type of expectation that these four or five-star guys have at Ohio State, and, and they're certainly going to have their opportunities to get on the field, at least in certain packages. And, and like with Travion Henderson, I think, you know, their role is only going to increase as they get more comfortable and in the system and everything like that. Fascinated by the wide receiver position. We know Chris Olave, yeah. we know Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Retro, or I don't know what they're calling him now. He's going to take a jump. Julian Fleming's, I've been reading your camp reports, looks healthy. Is there any room for a Marvin Harrison Jr. or an Emeka Egbuka? I think just there's only so many balls to go around. Yeah, Ryan Day actually was asked yesterday at his press conference about those two, and he said they're going to be part of that six-man rotation. And Ohio State didn't do that as much last year just because I think of the, the limited experience. You know, in the past, Brian Hartline has routinely gone five, six deep, just keeping guys fresh. You know, I think back to Terry McLaurin, Paris Campbell, Johnny Dixon, uh, all those guys that, that were here under Urban Meyer that kind of rotated in and out um, and all had very productive seasons. So Marvin Harrison and Mecca Buka are, were both mentioned in that group. You know, Marvin Harrison obviously coming with the pedigree of being a Hall of Famer's mm-hmm. son. And uh, I asked some of the receivers we talked to during fall camp about that. And they said, yeah, you can see that work ethic that, you know, that that makes a guy that good. You know, he was a guy who was getting guys out to go catch balls either late at night or early in the morning, you know, and that's a true freshman walking in on campus for the first time. And same with Mecca Buka, you know, the number one receiver in the class once again at Ohio State, probably going to play in the slot. I imagine he he rotates with Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, um, you know, he looked really impressive in the spring game, made some nice catches at some of the fall camp plays that we are practices that we were at. So, yeah, I mean, the, the rotation is deep, but they've done a good job of getting these guys on the field before. And these guys have earned it. They're not just putting them out there. As you mentioned, some of those other guys names, there's plenty of talent here. These guys are, uh, you know, they feel they're ready to go. What does the score have to be for third string quarterback Quinn Ewers to get into the game? Well, I don't even know if he's third string at this point. 
you know, just got into practice in the middle of fall camp. It'll be interesting to see when they give us the travel roster, whether or not he makes the trip. He did miss um, about a week or so. Just uh, Ryan Day said uh, he was physically unavailable, whatever that means. I know what that means. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, you know, that sets him back a little bit. You know, obviously behind CJ Stroud, you have Kyle McCord and Jack Miller Um, in some order. You know, Ryan Day still wasn't willing to name a backup quarterback as of Monday. Um, So, I would not be surprised if we see Quinn Ewers at some point during the season. You know, there's there's some games coming up here, uh, some of the non-conference games that Ohio State should run away with. And, you know, unless there's a plan already in place with him to just redshirt him this year and have him be arguably the best scout team quarterback in the country, to me, it makes sense to get him in the game. But you have Kyle McCord, another true freshman, Jack Miller, uh, redshirt freshman, both of which, you know, are going to want to see playing time if, if you want to keep them in the program, um, which is going to be tough given the number of guys there. But yeah, I, I, I think you probably see Quinn Ewers at some point, whether it's this game or not, I... I'm not sure. Let's pull on that thread a little bit, then I'll let you go. I can't imagine now when when the Quinn Ewers reclassification stuff happened, I was like, oh, great. You know, uh, a fun battle with CJ Stroud. That was, I was totally overrating how difficult it's, it is to come in early and, and learn a new offense and get acclimated to your teammates. And now you tell me we're gonna, you wouldn't be surprised if he plays, which almost comes from a place of it looks like he, he might not play this season, which I thought was just absolutely not in the cards. The Ohio State staff, this is just not, I mean, this can't be what they wanted, right? Like, I, I, not, I know it's it's not, but this this is, this could be a very messy situation. I've talked about that plenty with Blake Brockermeyer and with Chris Hummer. You've got four good quarterbacks on your roster. You're going to lose someone in the portal. CJ Stroud's probably going to do a really nice job for the next few years. But it's just like to have Quinn Ewers on your roster as a scout team quarterback just feels upside down. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, at the time that this all started to come out before it actually happened, you know, my thought was this can't be good for their future plans. You know, you had three quarterbacks here. They were already battling for the job. You knew that Quinn was going to come in in January. And, you know, regardless of what happens this year, unless CJ Stroud or whoever ended up being named the quarterback went out and won the Heisman, you know, you bring in a kid that talented and Quinn. And I think there was the thought, okay, well, he can come in then and and start to learn and, you know, maybe battle for the job for 2022. And if not, you know, the next year he'll be ready to go. And obviously this got a little bit more complicated, but I have to imagine that there was a conversation of, look, we don't mind if you want to come here. We understand this NIL stuff, all of that, but here's our situation. Here's where we see you fit in. Here's our plan for you to develop you. And and that's always been the big thing with Ryan Day and these quarterbacks is it's not about starting right away. We don't want guys that are committing just to do that. They want guys that want to come to the program, want to be a part of this and want to develop and, you know, eventually move on and to the NFL and, and whatnot. So I have to imagine those conversations were had with Quinn. Obviously, you're not turning down the number one quarterback recruit in the country uh, that wants to come to your school. But, you know, he at the first few days he was out at practice, he was just doing uh, stuff that he wasn't doing any of the team stuff because they didn't want, you know, him throwing a pass to the wrong place and, and getting somebody hurt or, you know, ruining his confidence. He was doing more individual stuff and it was about slowly working him in. And I think that's going to be the process this year is, is slowly working him in, building him into the program. This is a guy who should be playing his senior year of high school. And you just don't see it a ton with, with college football players. And I know it's happening more and more. So it's kind of a, a learning process for Ryan Day and the staff of how to handle this whole situation. Give me a yes or no. Ohio State covers 13 and a half. 
Uh, yes, I think I had them winning by 16 or 17, I think is a, was my score prediction. So yeah, I'm going to say they cover the the spread there. I think so too. Patrick Murphy, thank you. We appreciate Patrick Murphy joining us. He's in Minnesota for the game right now, so I'm sure he's having a good time. Forgot to mention that Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M renegotiated that contract. An extension, a salary bump, $9 million, probably hoping for an SEC West title and a playoff berth here in the next few years. Tomorrow's podcast, we're going to be talking to Greg Biggins, breaking down all of the California quarterbacks, the SoCal quarterbacks in Saturday's featured action. That includes CJ Stroud, who was uh, on the field. Uh, He's going to be on the field Thursday night. So tomorrow's podcast will not be recapping any of Thursday night football. It's it's okay, but we're going to have a really good look ahead to Saturday. So anyway, for our producer, Lance Glenn, and for Patrick Murphy at Buck that's 24-7. I'm Trey Scott. Talk to you Friday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.